The Army Futures Command is in charge of modernizing the Army. That includes making sure the workforce has the resources it needs, and the command is providing educational opportunities at all levels so Army people understand and work with artificial intelligence. For how this can all work together, Federal News Network Scott Mossioni spoke with Army AI Task Force Deputy Director Colonel Doug Matty. The Army initiated what was then called the Artificial Intelligence Task Force uh, in the fall of 2018 and started uh, putting the team together. Uh, we hit IOC, or initial operational capability, around 1 February 2019. And so the overall effort was to you know, lead, coordinate, and synchronize the artificial intelligence capability development across the Army. And so, as you would imagine with the development piece, um, and we're centered here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is really one of the key areas across the country for expertise and thought leadership in AI, both with the academic partners as well as the industry partners that are here. As we worked through and identified those team members, the key thing that came out to us is there are so many opportunities for artificial intelligence and autonomy to be employed with our uh, capabilities that we needed to start developing a, a bigger bench, if you will, on how to do that. And so the key thing that we saw with that was uh, leveraging a number of different approaches because the team that we put together really does kind of cover the gamut of roles and expertise uh, to contribute. So with our effort um, of having, I'll say, domain experts, i.e. the folks that are the users of these capabilities embedded with the subject matter experts, whether it's machine learning, whether it's data science, data engineering, et cetera, um, we wanted to cover all the different facets uh, of roles that we need to have. So how are you ensuring that your workforce is AI capable for the future? With our training approach, or I call it the workforce development, we really took a broad approach. Uh, first and foremost, uh, the Army is comprised of leaders. And so the initial effort that we put underway was to get after developing and educating the leaders across the Army. Uh, we did that by using uh, a couple of different uh, executive education style uh, courses and curricula. So it, for artificial intelligence, one of the fundamental efforts that you have to have is is data and data management. And so we led off uh, with a, a, a short course, if you will, that engaged a number of the Army's senior leaders uh, to walk them through kind of the first principles of enterprise data management. And then shortly thereafter followed it up, and we're actually still conducting this initial pilot uh, with a uh, data-driven leadership course where you, you think through or kind of walk the leaders through the different aspects of how do you, you know, develop the appropriate infrastructure you know, for data-driven en enterprises, what are some of the techniques and tools that are used for that? What are the requisite skill set that you know a leader would want to have in their organization in terms of these roles as we're kind of discussing? Uh, and then also, what are what are good projects? How do you define a project? How do you supervise or manage a project? And what are the you know most important? What are the results of these kinds of projects? But it's not just senior leaders that you're targeting for this program. There's a lot of other people that you're trying to bring into this fold of AI. Who else are you working with? On three other levels, you kind of get into those folks that are actually doing the artificial intelligence work. And so we have a group that we kind of call the AI professionals. And so just as you would expect, those are folks that have 
extensive education and backgrounds in this field. And so um, we were fortunate that we had a number of folks that had participated in the Army's advanced civil schooling programs uh, that we were able to draw from across you know, our force and bring them in so they're military as well as civilian. But then we also, as I mentioned, want to grow the bench. And so in doing so, we looked at various programs that were available. And, you know, over about the last 10 years, you know, most folks in industry have heard the terms like big data and data science, realize that it's fairly unique. It's a fairly unique individual that you can find that can do all of the requisite skill sets that are required to be proficient in this area. And so just like we do with the Army in other areas, we decided we were going to build data science teams. And so we identified uh, two different master's degree programs. Uh, we're piloting them at Carnegie Mellon University. Uh, both programs were rated number one in the world in their respective areas. And so we have one program that's focused mostly on the data analytics side of it, and so there's a number of military and civilians that are going through a 22-month program uh, to develop them as data analysts. And then uh, complementary to that is another program that's uh, the computational data science program in the School of Computer Science at Carnegie Mellon as well. But we've chosen a track that really, with the course of sequences, sets them up to be the premier data engineers that we would need. And so when we think about how do we develop data science capacity in the Army, we see that as the teaming of a data analyst with a data engineer. And so as they go through and complete that 22-month program, uh, following that education experience, which is very uh, applied in nature, so they'll work projects um, both with industry as well as potentially with uh, military uh, projects as well, but as they work through that program and then come out of it after graduation, then those, then we'll pair up that data analyst with that data engineer and have them work either in you know development labs that the Army has, um, with some of our other modernization efforts, in in potentially in some organizations here in in our army and in the institutional side as well as operational so you have senior leaders you have people who are basically ai capable right these really uh, educated people what about the the rest of the employees we call them the ai technicians and so um, that's that's basically comprised of about a one-year intensive fellowship if you will uh, we, br we bring in enlisted warrant officers commissioned officers we're really trying to kind of spread it around you know, the hierarchy of the military, and uh, bring them in for a year. They are given um, extensive education opportunity, you know, a, a program that focuses on uh, cloud architecture and how to, how to do cloud solutions. And so they'll be given education, but at the same time, they're actually working with the, what I call the cadre here at the Artificial Intelligence Task Force in Pittsburgh on projects that we're working on. Uh, so they get that hands-on experience. And so They'll do that over the course of the year uh, to finish out the education and practical uh, application piece of this. And then, you know, for the next two years, they can serve as AI technicians and we'll have them alongside of those data science teams to really help lay in the framework and the foundations of what's needed as we put um, artificial intelligence capabilities into practice. 
Um, the other role that the technicians have, though, again, going back to this notion of the Army is about leadership, is that those AI technicians will then, you know, in turn become facilitators for that cloud architecting course. And so each of those technicians will then facilitate a course to another, you know, potentially uh, 25, 30 individuals, and the course itself is already loaded to be distributive in nature. And so the instruction, if you will, can be delivered to anywhere, you know, that we have connectivity for our soldiers. Colonel Doug Maddy, Deputy Director of the Army's Artificial Intelligence Task Force, speaking with Federal News Network's Scott Massioni. Check out Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.